Jesus said in Matthew 5, 43-45, You have heard that it was said, You shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, so that you may be sons of your Father who is in heaven. For he makes his Son rise on the evil and on the good, and sends rain on the just and the unjust. The Bible says, Know this, my beloved brothers, let every person be quick to hear, slow to speak, slow to anger. For man's anger does not bring about the righteousness that God desires. Proverbs tells us, Good sense makes one slow to anger, and it is his glory to overlook an offense. And a soft answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. Ephesians says, Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger. Father, I tend to have a selfish, me-first approach to relationships. And when someone offends me, I become angry. I get mad at those who disagree with me. And I have been known to separate myself from them. Yet Jesus tells us to pray for them and to bless them. I want so dearly to be your child. I long for that. Please help me to love people as you have loved me, forgiving, uplifting, blessing, and embracing me. Please help me to live out my faith by emulating you as you've forgiven me. I'm Michael Land, and this is Landline. listening to my dad, Michael Land. We're glad you're listening to Landline Study the Word with Michael. We really hope you enjoy it. The whole reason we do this podcast is to reach as many people for Jesus as we can. Dad also writes blog posts and learning materials for various different ministries. God has made it possible for us to reach people all over the world, and we're thankful you can make it here with us. Be sure to click your like and subscribe buttons on your favorite podcast platform. That really helps us out. In season two of our podcast, there are some great new features. We are now producing videos and building a YouTube channel. I hope you'll check it out. If you like what you hear, we invite you to support our ministry on Patreon. This will help us to reach out to more people and produce better programs. Dad will tell you more about that later. God bless you and thank you for listening. Enjoy the rest of the program. One day while checking his bags at the airport, a businessman became indignant with an employee who was handling the luggage. 
For several minutes, he stood there and belittled the young man and criticized everything he did. Surprisingly, the curbside porter didn't seem at all troubled by the man's verbal abuse. After the angry man entered the airport, a woman approached the luggage handler and asked, How do you put up with such injustice? The young man simply chuckled and said, Oh, it's easy. That guy's going to New York, but I'm sending his bags to Brazil. <laughs> that could be quite a temptation, couldn't it? But we are focusing on Paul's instructions to the Romans in Romans chapter 12, verse 2, where he said, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. So we are going to do just that. We are going to test the situations and test our own spirit and test our own minds and have our minds renewed by the word of God so that we don't think like the world, so that we don't respond like the world, so that we don't act like the world, and so that we can be a light to the world. Paul said that by testing, you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Have you noticed that when you express the standards that the Bible has for certain aspects of our lives, the world looks at us like we're crazy. They do not understand, they can't even comprehend why we would want to live by this standard because it's so foreign to them. There's a reason for that because they have not had their minds renewed. They cannot discern the will of God. They cannot see what is good and acceptable and perfect. Proverbs chapter 14 says, There is a way that seems right to a man, but its end is the way of death. See, the very things that God calls good and acceptable and perfect are foreign to the world. That's why you have to have your mind renewed. That means that you need your mind rewired, reprogrammed to think a different way. So no, we don't advocate the passive-aggressive sending of someone's luggage to the wrong continent, but we want to look at anger and our response to people in a biblical way. Life would be so easy if everyone just got along. If no one took others for granted, if no one took advantage of others, if everyone was supportive of one another, life would be easy. But as you know, life is not. People do those things. People lie. People cheat. People steal. People are sometimes violent. Governments try to be oppressive because of the depravity of mankind. The world's sense of logic and the Christian's sense of logic are totally different. We diverge from them in so many basic ways. Our very concept of right and wrong completely diverge from the world's. Mankind is like water. It follows the path of least resistance. So as a society devolves, it shies away from harsh standards like right versus wrong, and it says, well, whatever feels good, do it. 
It says, I have freedom of choice to do what I want to do and don't you dare infringe on my personal rights. It's the mentality that says you're judgmental if you hold yourself or anyone else to a biblical standard. It's the very mindset that drives comments that say, well, Jesus said, do not judge, completely ignoring the fact that he said, judge with righteous judgment. You see, mankind in its depravity follows the path of least resistance. We will do what is easy, convenient, and pleasant to us, and we will ignore those hard things like biblical standards and mandates. We avoid them like the plague. We avoid righteousness. It's why we preach so much about the love of God and so little about the holiness of God. And then we start to think, well, sure, God is holy. But then we ignore the fact that he said, be holy as I am holy. It's the mindset that makes excuses saying, well, what he meant was, and we soften it, trying to soften the word of God so that it's more palatable to people and to ourselves in our depravity. We're like water. We flow around the obstacles. We look for an easy way out the path of least resistance. And this is why scripture tells us not to be conformed to the world, but to be transformed by the renewing of our minds that we might know what is good and acceptable and perfect. People say, well, there's no way to know the will of God. I mean, how can you really know the will of God? To have your mind renewed is to bury yourself in the word of God where God has made it very clear who he is and what he wants and how he expects us to live. In fact, our very text verse in Matthew chapter 5 verses 43 through 45 is in the middle of a sermon that Jesus was preaching where he challenged the way of thinking of his listeners over and over and over again. From his rapid-fire challenge after challenge after challenge in the Beatitudes in the first 12 verses of chapter 5 to his challenge of their understanding of the law and its fulfillment in verses 17 through 20 to their understanding of conflict, hate, and murder in verses 21 through 26 to their concept of adultery in verses 27 through 30 to their concept of the covenant of marriage in verses 31 and 32 to their cultural proclivity to swear meaningless oaths in verses 33 through 37 to their ideas of responding to those who use, abuse, and take from them in verses 38 through 42. This entire series of passages is completely designed around turning the thought processes of the culture on its head. In order to know the will of God, we must have our minds renewed. We think differently because he thinks differently. Isaiah 55 verses 8 and 9 says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. So as society is like water seeking the path of least resistance, the mind of the dedicated follower of Christ follows hard after him. 
rejecting the world's way of thinking and embracing the Word of God. I want to take just a moment and share with you a new development in Landline Study the Word with Michael, and that's our Patreon account. We love coming to you with the Word of God, and we love teaching these things to you, and we want to impact your life in a very direct way with the Word of God. There are expenses that come along with doing this and improving what we present to you and growing this ministry in the ways that we feel that God is leading us to grow them, and we want to allow you to be a part of that. So if you find value in what we're teaching here, if you find value in this ministry, if you find value in what you are learning from what we're presenting, I invite you to go over to Patreon and become one of our patrons. Over the next month or so, we're going to be rolling out a tiered program to where uh, our patrons get special content and special offers and things like that that are our way of saying thank you for supporting us and showing you what you mean to us. So look forward to that. Go on over to Patreon.com and look up FCM Worldwide. That's Patreon.com slash FCM Worldwide. And you'll see us there. Connect with us. You can communicate with us. We look forward to your involvement. So here we are back at verse 43 of chapter 5. You have heard that it was said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies, bless those who curse you, do good to those who hate you, and pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you that you may be sons of your Father in heaven, for he makes his sun rise on the evil and on the good, and sends rain on the just and on the unjust. For if you love those who love you, what reward have you? Do not even the tax collectors do the same? And if you greet your brethren only, what do you do more than others? Do not even the tax collectors do so? Therefore, you shall be perfect just as your Father in heaven is perfect. I want to take a moment to point something out. In every sin, from the beginning of time until the end of time, every sin boils down to one thing, me first. If I steal, it's because I don't respect you and I believe I deserve what you have more than you do. If I murder, it's because I value myself more than you. If I lie, it's because I'm putting myself first and I'm going to either gain something by lying or avoid some consequence by lying. Me first. From the moment that Lucifer decided to exalt himself above the heavens to the time that he talked Eve and Adam into partaking of the fruit so that they would be like God. Sin has been 
a matter of self-exaltation. That's why the word says to love your neighbor as yourself. He's trying to refocus our minds on others and to prefer others over ourselves. And this is where we find ourselves in verse 43. You've heard that it was said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. We love those who agree with us. We love those who are similar to us. We love those who do things that please us. And the world hates their enemies. Look around you. Go on social media. Listen to the news. Anyone who disagrees with us is evil. We demonize them. We run them down. We insult them. We curse them. We fight against them. We threaten them. We exalt those who agree with us or say the things we're too cowardly to say ourselves. We adopt the philosophy that the enemy of my enemy is my friends, and so we exalt those who attack those we dislike, while totally ignoring the vices of those that we've exalted. Human nature says love your neighbor and hate your enemies, but Jesus said love your enemies and bless those who curse you. Do good to those who hate you and pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you. Wow. What a shocking outlook. In society's mindset, that very outlook makes you look weak. Someone comes to pick on you, you're supposed to stand up and be aggressive and fight them off. That's the American way, right? You're not going to cross over on my rights. You're not going to infringe on me. You're not going to take what's mine. You're not going to do those things. And we fight and we are aggressive. But Jesus said, love your enemies. Bless those who curse you. Do good to those who hate you and pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you. Do you see how he's rewiring our minds? He's remaking our thought processes. He's changing the way we see the world and see ourselves. He's changing our priority list and he's turning us into an emulation of him. Because he not only said these things, he lived them out. For while Jesus was being tried, while Jesus was on the cross, while the taunting crowds were jeering and scoffing and laughing and mocking, Jesus said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. And he laid his life down. No one took it from him. He laid it down for us. And while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Loving his enemies blessing those who cursed him, doing good to those who hated him and praying for those who spitefully used and persecuted him. And then he goes on. He says that you may be sons of your father in heaven, for he makes his son rise on the evil and on the good and sends rain on the just and on the unjust. In the beauty of God's impartiality, he pours out the blessing of rain on not just the farmers who follow him, but on the world. And in his beauty and his impartiality, he causes the sun to rise above not just his followers and the devout, but upon the world. 
And he said, for if you love those who love you, what reward have you? Do not even the tax collectors, the lowest of the society, the ones everyone talked about behind their backs, the people people resented, do not even they do that? They were known for being dishonest. They were known for being crooked. They were known for being thieves. But don't even they love those who love them? And what if you greet only your brethren, those you know, those in your family, those you love, those you have a lot in common with? Are those the only people you talk to? Are those, do you avoid people who are different than you? For and if you greet your brethren only, what do you do more than others? Everybody does that. We get into our echo chambers and we listen to only those who, who are like us. And we talk only to those who are like us. We call it preaching to the choir. People who already believe the way we believe. People who already feel the way we feel. We want, we want that acknowledgement. We want that pat on the back that says, yeah, you're right, brother. Yeah, you're right. If you greet only your brethren, what do you do more than others? Do not even the tax collectors do this? Therefore, you shall be perfect just as your father in heaven is perfect. He's telling us to follow the example that he has laid out and that he lived out. Now I'm going to be transparent with you. I struggle with this. I have struggled for years with this. When I grew up, I was a very hot-headed child. I was angry. I was easily angered. I had a short fuse. It didn't take much to set me off. Have you ever known someone like that? I've had relatives who once you angered them one time, they were finished with you. They wrote you off. They wanted nothing more to do with you. One time, you got your one shot. Cross me once, shame on you. Cross me twice, shame on me. You've heard that or a variation of it. It's easy to become angry when people offend us, when people do things to us. It's easy enough to become angry when they accidentally offend us, but when they choose to do something that is evil and aim that towards us, it's so easy to become angry and to count them as an enemy and write them off. Not too many months ago, I was talking to a dear friend of mine. How many of you know that God places people in our lives for accountability purposes and for counsel? And I'm thankful for the men that he's placed in my, into my life for wise counsel. I was facing a situation with some people and they were people that I thought should have loved me and should have cared about me and should have, have, have been a positive part of my life. And then there had been a track record with these people of just difficulty and deception and difficulty and betrayal and difficulty and abuse and difficulty and whatever. It was one thing after another after another. And I went to my friend and I said, I'm going to help them this one more time and then would I be wrong if I just severed ties with them completely? I felt sure he would say, oh yes, of course, Mike. Write them off. You can be done. You've done everything you can to help them and just write them off. And he said, 
No, you can't do that. And he shared godly wisdom with me, helping to renew my mind with the scripture. And that brings me to where Jesus said, love your enemies, bless those who curse you, do good to those who hate you, and pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you. That person who gossiped against you, that person who lied about you, that person who stole from you, that person who used you, that person who said horrible things about you to your friends and family, that person who 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 slandered you and damaged your reputation. Jesus is talking about that person and he's saying to bless, pray for, and love that person. That you can be the sons of your father in heaven for he makes the sun rise on the evil and on the good and sends rain on the just and on the unjust. He doesn't treat those people poorly and and withhold that blessing from them because they despise and and use him and misuse him and abuse him renewing our minds refreshing our thought processes reprogramming the way we think so again i pray father I have long struggled with a me-first mentality. I have desired to comfort myself and to protect myself, and I have pushed away from people who have said things or done things that have offended me. I have isolated myself and alienated others who have offended me or who I believe have offended you. And I have refused to cross that road and and minister to them. And I've left them to their own devices and shrugged them off and said, I'm finished with you. But God, no matter how many times I've offended you, No matter how many times I've failed, no matter how many times I have fallen, I have betrayed you, you have never shrugged me off or written me off and said, I'm finished with you. So forgive me, Lord, for not living up to your example, because I want to be your child and I want to be like my father in heaven, and I want to bless those who curse me. And I want to love those who betray me. And I want to open my heart and minister to those who spitefully use me because that's what you've done for me. God, renew my mind. Help me not to follow the path of least resistance, but to follow you, to follow hard after you and to emulate you in everything I do. I ask this in the name of my Lord, my Master, my King, and my Savior, Jesus Christ. And I will love you by loving others. Amen.
you, you can be a part of this ministry. You can be a part of this podcast. You can be a part of the outreaches to the communities. You can be a part of having an impact on people's lives around the world. Around the world. Around the world. And it's easy. All you need to do is go to patreon.com slash FCM Worldwide. That's patreon.com slash FCM Worldwide. Become one of our patrons. A small monthly contribution will help us to improve the product that we present to you via this podcast, as well as help fund the outreaches that we have going on behind the scenes Worldwide. worldwide this podcast is being listened to in africa in russia in japan in many many parts of the world and you can be a part of that impact you, 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 you. go to patreon p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash f is in frank c is in charlie m is in mike worldwide <laughs>